0: Welcome back to the podcast. I am honored and delighted to have with me today Mindy Pollock, who longtime RMBA teacher, and we believe this is perhaps the 18th year she has been at Barron Academy. Welcome. Welcome, Mindy. Thank you. Mindy Lee. Mindy Lee. That's
1: my real name. That's uh, how I signed
0: it. <laughs> perfect. Let's go with that. So we were talking about this before, but I'd love to share. You know how did you how did you come to be at Baron Academy in the first place?
1: So when I at the Academy sought me out, but it was then known as the Hebrew Academy. Of course. When I came to visit Houston, which was actually the weekend of Purim of 1983. Wow. Quorum was like this year, very early, the end of February, and I came to just see Houston. I was dating my husband, and um, in those days, and this is 38 years ago, um, they. Paid a lot of money to bring teachers in uh, to have them move to Houston. Right. Here they found out that a religious girl was moving to Houston, who was also a teacher. And I had taught at Manhattan Day School in Ramaz, oh, who wow. well schools in New York. Now pre- my my previous job of that year, actually, I was assistant director of admissions at Yeshiva University, but I was a teacher by profession as well. So when people met me, and of course, I went to visit UOS, where I was introduced to Dr. Baruch Brody, uh, who of course was in charge of the school in every sense of the word, etc. Right. Uh, I would be teaching his children. When he met me, it was a given that I didn't even think of looking in administrative positions in other universities as director of admission. Maybe I should have. I don't know. no. <laughs>
0: oh,
1: uh, well, just financially. <laughs> but anyway. Um, It was the given starting off in a new city and and to stay within the religious community and just to start teaching there. So I actually came back Memorial Weekend and I was interviewed by an entire board. Wow. Including the the president of of the Board of of Education, at Barron, who happened to be a personal lawnsman of mine from Montreal. Oh, nice. (laughs) Uh, and, And the rest is history. However... Um, I, we got married August 14th, and there was Hurricane Alicia. Oh, gosh. On Thursday, August 18th. So, um, and our, we were supposed to be flying back for Shabbat um, uh, back to Houston because we were supposed to be starting school in Houston August 22nd, that Monday. But the airports were closed as of Thursday, so we got up early Friday morning. I remember 3:30 in the morning to see if the airport was open. Wow. To get to Houston for the weekend. And so the airport opened that morning. We flew in, and my husband was the director of NCSY, so all the NCSY kids met us, oh, and so we had nice. several brachas there. But because of the hurricane, a uh, Hebrew Academy started late. They couldn't start that Monday because they flooded, so. Um, we were actually walking in thigh deep water from the Stratford apartments, which we all started off living in, all the young couples. Interesting. And so school started a little later that year.
0: So you and I both came in with the hurricane, as it turns out. That's right. Really... <laughs> yep. And so you mentioned that you were there. How long were you there in your first stint at Barron Academy?
1: So I was there actually one year. Um, the Hebrew Academy at the time was a very different school. Mm-hmm. Um, after I taught there for a year, um, I actually went to Torah Day School for ten years. Oh, I didn't know and that. Loved it. Uh, yes, and I helped uh, Mrs. Lazarus run the school. It was great. I was actually an elementary teacher.
0: Wow.
1: You want to add, and a kindergarten teacher? That's a whole other story. Amazing. And then I gave birth to my twins, and so I stayed at home for the first year. And then I was approached by UOS to become their educa- to continue on uh, uh, to become their educational director mm-hmm. of a school that they were running at the time.
0: Fascinating. And so I
1: stayed on there for seven years.
0: And then, when did you return back to Barron Academy?
1: So then, believe it or not, I homeschooled, taught a family. That's a whole other story. <laughs> Four, um, for for, se- for six years. Uh, seven years. They actually even built a second story for me. Uh, not just for me, but for them. <laughs> uh, I was I was really royally spoiled. To tell you the That's truth. It's beautiful. <laughs> Uh, and then I went back to the academy in 2005 when my boys were starting 8th grade. I actually signed a contract the day like, before the bar mitzvah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I was going to be teaching them, and one of them was not very happy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's funny. So you taught both your boys?
1: I, yeah. Well, the twins, yes. I taught them both. And actually, uh, the first week of teaching, my, at the end of the first week, one of my sons came up to me and said, Mom, do you realize that you ignored me completely the <laughs> first week? Because I really did. Like, I didn't want anyone to say, oh, you're favoring your son. Right. So every time he raised his hand, I didn't call upon him. <laughs> um, I did finally, when nobody else raised their hand, and I had no choice but to call upon him. That... And then I realized he was right, because I was going to the other extreme. It,
0: it's and, so uh, hard. It's so hard to find that I balance. Like <laughs> yeah, it's it's just hard. I, You know, my son attended my high school in Atlanta. and. Yeah. My favorite story, and he knows I tell this story all the time. He asked to talk with me, and he said, "You know, it's really hard for me at school because all my friends make fun of you all the time." (laughs) I was like, "Oh!" oh, I said, "That must be very hard for you." (laughs) (laughs) No, no, that's really nice. Um, So that's great. Have you always taught um, middle school, high school? Like, what what different grades have you taught?
1: So actually, when I was a, so when I came to Barron, mm-hmm. they needed a teacher. Nobody wanted to take these two classes. The rabbis were already there. So they said, okay, give it to the greener, the one entering, <laughs> you know, from, from New York. The Canadian, right. But uh, the, the, the young, you know, newly married girl coming in, very innocent. So And fun. so I ended up teaching third and fifth grade. Oh. And when I went to Torah Day School, they only go until eighth grade. Right. So I, I taught again, third, fourth, and fifth. And actually, then they needed a kindergarten teacher. Amazing. And I ended up teaching kindergarten for eight years.
0: That must have been great.
1: But I always taught my kindergartners, like what I did in third third grade. What I mean by that is, like when they were preparing for the Seder or anything, I remember parents telling me, my kindergarten kids knew as much as the third grade. Like, <laughs> I always made sure that they had, obviously, the most of, um, important... Material, etc. Right. There's et no difference what age they were. I'm, I'm teaching them.
0: <laughs> and how about once you return to Barron, what what grade levels have you taught in your latest incarnation?
1: So, um, when I returned to Barron in 2005, I was actually, I didn't know this until certain reactions. <laughs> it seemed like, I, so I started teaching middle school and high school. Okay. Judaics. But it seemed that when I joined in 2005, the, the students there in high school had not had a female judaics teacher oh. for a very long time and um they at first or the first day they may have been concerned but one parent told me that at the end of the first day she was listening to the comments of the high school boys that came out of my humaj class right. were like wow boy <laughs> she knows her stuff <laughs> and, and, and actually one and i never took it personally right one parent who came from a more yeshiva um, Background and atmosphere did not want his son learning Torah from me. Wow! It didn't bother me personally. He didn't. He didn't want him to be learning from a woman, whatever. Um, and so he actually learned on his own. He he was able to go that period and he learned on his own. And personal friend of mine, I didn't take it personally, yeah. but that was his choice, and that's fine.
0: Right. <laughs> so what are what are some of your favorite memories from your your time at Baron Academy?
1: Oh gosh. Well, I I think this was about. 13, uh, 14 years ago. I love the achdus, the unity, when we have a special program, Mm -hmm. besides the regular programming. So I believe the Bhutans had given a sacred Torah uh, for another wonderful reason. Amazing. And the parents came, and I remember just the entire achdus and unity of dancing in the Torah, um, uh, dancing in in the Ulam and all that, so that connection. uh, a more recent one was um, the, um, the Color War of middle school,
0: uh. where I
1: stayed and I helped out with the barbecue,
0: right. and, I, and, I, and, it, it, it,
1: and I'm actually going to mention the student's name, and I got to work with Matan Chen. Matan Chen, or I should say I worked for Matan Chen, <laughs> nice because Matan, I'd never done a barbecue before not exactly a meat and potato person i'm a junk food eater sadly and pasta and lasagna that's my favorite okay he really showed me i saw my time in a totally different light he knew exactly what he was doing yeah. he put together the whole thing he was totally in charge he told me how long i should stand there how i should turn over the burgers to get them really well done or not so well done and and he just ran the whole show with great respect for me that's great and it was just such a pleasure because i saw him in a different light right um, a wonderful light, either lights were fine, but 100%. Is, you know, a different atmosphere where you see that kids obviously excel in so many different ways, not just based on academics. Right. And I, and I guess the highlight of all the times is really the the barren stars and the, the basketball uh, competitions because it caused such a great Kiddush Hashem. Amazing. It really sanctified God's name and I don't think even people, I remember was, became very political, white and start up. But I remembered it, it became well-known in the world. Yes. Um, my father, Allah, Hashalam, is a much more of a more right-winged rub. And he was so into it that when he came home that Friday when they played the second-to-last game, right. I mean, he always calls, how are you doing? First question, did they win? Did they win? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, they won. Now, they won in more ways than one. And right. He goes, and he's like, oh, what a kid is oh, It's so wonderful. Because so many people respected the fact that we put our religion first and we weren't giving in. And, and I think that that topped the world, you know, when when the headline of uh, the night the stars went out, and it was like, let's say, Shabbos, because they wrote about how we had to be in that area for the Sabbath. And, you know, believe me, as soon as Shabbos was over with, I'm sure it was a very stressful time. Yes. I had to stay back to teach. A lot went to that place because literally as soon as Shabbos was over with, they didn't give us a break. Like, right. you have to get there ASAP. And so although the, 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 the players were so disappointed from their end, we were so proud of them. They came back on Sunday. We had a huge parade for them. and oh. Their faces were so down. And I know I'm not into sports except for hockey. I'm Canadian. <laughs> but I kept on telling them, guys, you're, 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 our, you're winners beyond and above. Amazing. You already won before you began. And that was so beautiful. And congressmen came to speak to us from around the country. It was just so united. And it was so beautiful. It didn't make a difference whose religion it was. Right. But it was so nice that finally, as Orthodox Jews, and even the kids amongst us who were not Orthodox, um, which was fine, but they had a new respect for Shabbos. They even told me that their favorite part, because I asked them, was Shabbos.
0: Amazing. Was
1: that Friday night meal, that unity of everyone together, the smiles, and that they could relax for a little while. <laughs> and and I, that was just so beautiful. Yeah. I... It, it put the school in. In such a beautiful, wonderful light.
0: Agreed. Um,
1: not that we needed it, but, but it, it was that beautiful PR in the most respectful and, and positive manner.
0: I remember hearing about it in Atlanta. It was it was huge news, and I remember saying to a friend of mine, like, right. Why can't we make the semifinals and then have them scheduled on Shabbos and refuse to play? That was so really wonderful, and just like you said, it's a huge kiddush Hashem. Um, last yeah. question I have for you is, uh, where would you like to see Baron Academy in ten years?
1: Wow, well, first of all, the fact that you're asking the question, and I'll tell you why, it's a positive thing, because <laughs> sometimes part of meetings and get-togethers and comments amongst educators, like commenting now, especially with COVID, like, right. we don't even know if the school will be in existence in 10 years. Ah, so I show. think, Baruch Hashem, the fact that you're asking the question in <laughs> a positive way, always do, Absolutely. it is wonderful. Um, obviously, the first answer is going to be growing in numbers, right. but not just growing in numbers, but growing in strength. and and not just the physical strength of numbers, but really spirituality in ruchmius. Continuing on, um, to me, it's so important that the kids know that they can live an integrated life as Jews. I'm not even putting the word religious Mm -hmm. or orthodox because that's not important, but that they live a a fully committed Jewish life and that they can use the the, the, um, excellent Judaic studies that they receive in this world and realize that they can really live a fully integrated, uh, passionate life as a Jew, um, receiving this type of education of Torah, Umada, uh, in Barron Academy. And um, I I always try to teach that really, that they see orthodox or not orthodox, not important, just as Jewish, that all the answers are really found in the Torah, Um, in the written law and in the oral law, um, and that all you have to do is the, it's not a book it, it's not it, it, it's it's our guide towards life and we just we can find all the answers there it's just a matter of opening up the book and knowing where to look and that's really where, where I hope. I'm always Derek Eretz Kadmona I never judge students based on their academics sure it helps to be you know a good student but I'm always on on being a Mensch and I and yes. I really hope that the kids come out here with learning of course, you get that at home too. It's extremely important. It starts at home, but that they they come up with being as menches and committed, passionate, Jewish people that can function successfully um, in this world and and always do a kiddush Hashem, sanctifying God's name and and a representing Baron in those positive light.
0: Perfect answer. Thank you so much for your time, Ms. Pollock. I really enjoyed speaking oh, with you. You're
1: very welcome. Thank you. This was. my highlight of the day for now (laughs) started real early today and now it's much more positive so thank you (laughs)
0: Uh, absolutely have a great day thank you so much for your time